Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Ugh, that was a gross way to start it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kevin. Um, we are actually going to release an extra episode this week that I thought would be fairly important due to <clears throat> due to um, the last episodes we released with the North Hollywood Bank shootout. Um, I actually did find audio of the police chatter for just about the entire situation and uh, I wanted to kind of share that with everybody and I'm also going to put in an interview with uh, Officer Martin Whitfield you'll probably remember him he's the guy that got uh, honestly I think got it the worst of any of the officers involved got uh, a chunk of his femur blown out with one of these rounds from these maniacs so I'm going to stop talking now and I'm gonna get this stuff going for you Thanks for listening, and don't forget to come on back next week when we got some more stuff going on. So, I guess that's it. I, I'm not good at this stuff.
Oscar. What kind of rescue do you need for the Oscar? All officers maintain your distance. The fire department is standing by west of Laurel Canyon. How are we going to get the Oscar out?
Where exactly is the suspect? I myself and L40 have the proper equipment. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was something, huh? Um, so now I'm actually going to put in the interview with uh, Officer Whitfield. Affected by our bullets, Officer Martin Whitfield was one of the first on the scene, ducking behind his car when the bullets started to fly. My car is pointing at the bank. Something I got my entire police car bumper to bumper protection. This guy's not going to hit me. I felt the rounds hit the car, the vibration of the round hitting the car. Suddenly, he feels a stinging sensation and realizes he's been shot through his car. And in my mind, I said, don't panic. You've been shot, don't panic. And then I was shot again. At that point, I knew that the, the rounds that were being fired were penetrating the police car, so a bulletproof vest was, was nothing. Whitfield decides to make a run for it to a line of trees 25 yards away. I hear the gunfire chasing me. I, f I hear destruction running behind me, and I know I'm running fast. I know I've been shot twice. I'm afraid it's the most afraid I've ever been in my entire life. I get to the tree, and I fall. I fall, and I hug it. I kind of fall and kind of catch myself. And I, I kind of think, wow, I must have tripped over some concrete, roots out the ground or whatever. So I look down. My femur was exploded from AK-47 round. I thought I lost my leg. I just simply thought I lost my leg. As the gunman continues his onslaught, Whitfield desperately holds on to consciousness and knows he's far from safe. I'm holding on to this tree, and it's, it's moving as if someone was punching it. He hears the bullets hitting the tree, splintering the wood. He's shooting me again. Again, you know, I'm... I'm not even shooting at this guy, and I'm no threat to this guy, and he's shooting at me. As Whitfield calls for help, you can hear the pain and fear in his voice. Behind his tree, Whitfield feels himself getting weaker and thinks about his new baby and girlfriend, Kimberly Coleman. She was training to be a police dispatcher. You know, I, I laid there... Um, when this is all going on, and I'm thinking, oh, Kim has a radio. And I was thinking, please don't let her hear this. Please don't let her hear this. But Kim is listening. She's home, hearing the drama unfold, and recognizes his voice. 
And I just sat on the floor and just literally started crying. And I'm saying, God, no, God, no, you can't do this to us. People don't know what it feels like to hear someone that you love so much. That man is my life. They don't know what it is to, to hear someone saying that they're dying. But Whitfield's small tree is too exposed, directly in the gunman's line of fire. No police vehicle could withstand the barrage to reach it. By now, much of the nation is transfixed on the live coverage. One gunman has disappeared inside the getaway car. The other is firing wildly, randomly, at one point, even turning his gun on the hovering news helicopter. The suspect is shooting at our helicopter and the other helicopters. We are being shot at at this time. Air unit, get more air. The suspect is retrieving additional weapons from the vehicle and shots are being fired. Police warn residents to get back in their homes. The gunman continuing to aim at any moving target, including already injured civilians. He'd be back, hitting the car again, landing in the street next to us. We'd just suck up to that tire a little bit more. I was watching the rounds just explode off the roof, through the windows, going through the cars. And you can hear on the radio that they actually were starting to move up on us. And you think, there's no place to go. And how are we going to get the officer out? Not far away, Officer Stuart Guy is also slowly bleeding to death. His arm and chest pierced by bullet fragments. Even with close to 400 police officers on the scene, the gunmen are putting up a ferocious battle, preventing help from reaching the injured. You can hear the rounds hitting all around you, and my partner's yelling to me to go get a vehicle, go get a vehicle. Officer Todd Schmitz and his partner decide to try a daring rescue. I drove the car into the parking lot that the officers were downed, and we can, we did an officer rescue. Just hold on, they're bringing the cop in. They frantically load Officer Guy into the car and race backwards. The door open, his feet hanging out. And then I backed the car out of the parking lot and drove it to a, a waiting ambulance. But still no help for Officer Martin Whitfield, pinned down behind the tree or for a trio of wounded civilians stranded in the middle of the intersection. We all wanted to run for it, but I kept saying, no, stay here, don't, let's not move. If they don't see movement, they'll think we're dead. All right. So I wanted to put that in um, so that you can actually hear the voices of the people that were involved in this, um, so you can understand a little bit better the... Uh, the emotion and how scared they were of all of this stuff and get the first-hand account of it. Um, I know it wasn't just the interview with, uh, with officer Whitfield, but there was another officer in there as well. Um, but I thought it was important to share that part of the story. Um, because these people were the ones that were down on the street that were in the middle of this shit. Um, and, uh, I don't think that, uh, I don't think any of these guys would ever be the same after this. Um, just imagine going through what, uh, what they went through there for a little less than an hour and just having that be 
you know, um, having to, having to live with that for the rest of your life and having to get past that has got to be one of the hardest things that you could have to do. Um, and the part where they interviewed, uh, officer Whitfield's girlfriend, that kind of, that hit me where she was talking about, you know, you don't know what it's like to hear somebody that you love. You, you can hear them dying on the radio. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, for all the, all the shit that people have to say about the police nowadays, um, I really think it's, I think it's important to just remember that no matter if you agree with what they're doing and how they're doing it, they're still people. So you just have to treat them as such. Um, yeah. So I guess that's all I've got for this. Um, just wanted to throw a bonus out there. Um, don't forget, go check out, uh, studio.com. Get yourself some badass headphones, put them in your cart. You can get 15% off with the discount code dark windows, all one word. And if you are into painting minis and stuff like that, miniatures for like tabletop war games and whatnot, go over to gameenvycreations.net and uh, find some stuff over there. That's uh, the hobby holder is the thing that Seth's always talking about, which is pretty damn cool. And uh, if you use the promo code Broadstone, I can't do it as well as he can, obviously. But if you use the coupon code Broadstone, that will get you $2 off each hobby holder, which is pretty freaking sweet. Um, also, don't forget, go over to uh, ageofradio.org and check out some other shows that are on there. You get some really good stuff. Um, actually, uh, two of my favorite shows to listen to are, are on this network, which would be uh, Color Me Dead. Uh, Angel and Nikki do a kick-ass job week in and week out with their true crime stuff. Um, and a new one that I actually just discovered because they keep playing their ad before our show, which is the Home Video Hustle, which is fucking fantastic. These guys have so much fun watching movies, and not all of them are good. And you can definitely tell that these guys are not afraid to bust balls on <laughs> on pretty much any movie that they watch. They are a fucking hoot to listen to, so go give those guys a, a check out too. Um, and uh, I guess that's all I've got. So, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. That's a good night for me, Kevin, for Kevin Heyer, who is not here, and for my buddy Seth Broadstone, who is not here also. I'm just recording this in my basement like a fucking creep. So, we will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye-bye! <laughs>